Hello and welcome to this Endo Life. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an Endo Warrior and Endo Health Coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Please consult your medical practitioner before making any nutritional changes or bringing in any supplements. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's (laughs) the patch in a bath bomb um so you know if you're on your period or if you're in pain you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them i don't know you could have multiple if you want um and then yeah get out the bath maybe rub in some cbd balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, And you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. Hi, everyone. So before we get started with this week's podcast episode, I wanted to tell you about a brand new freebie that I'm really excited about. The Flare Up Prevention mini email course. From Monday the 4th of March, you'll receive a weekly email with education on one specific strategy, which can help reduce the frequency and or severity of your flare-ups, whether they're random or they come like clockwork every period. Now, the caveat here is that it's not your fault that you have flare-ups and that you have endo. And doing, you know, X, Y, Z does not guarantee that you won't have flare-ups. But what we know is that there are certain drivers behind endopain. Drivers like inflammatory chemicals such as prostaglandins, pelvic floor dysfunction and an upregulated nervous system. There are tools and strategies we can use to address these problems and therefore may lower your chances of flare-ups or reduce the intensity of them. However, there are many contributing factors to flare-ups and your pain may be more down to one thing than another. So some tools in this freebie may work less for you than other tools. If you don't experience relief with this freebie, it's not because you didn't try hard enough or you didn't do it correctly. Endo is an unpredictable beast and every person is different with their own unique root causes and endo challenges. But what I can say is that every single strategy in this freebie is evidence-based and tried and tested, and they will help your body better fight endo and generally support your overall health and well-being. And despite my extensive disclaimer, I've seen these strategies literally change lives. They've taken clients from not being able to stand to having meals out on their periods. So if you're up for it, it could really be worth a chance. As I said, we get started on March the 4th. If you hear this message after March the 4th, don't worry, you can still sign up and I'll catch you up with all the emails.
The link to sign up is in the show notes. Hopefully I'll see you there. Hi everyone. Okay, so this week we're moving on to hormones and how to test for them. Today we're beginning with one that I see a lot of my clients having problems with and that's low progesterone. I did a progesterone 101 maybe a year or two ago which covered everything from what progesterone is to what it does in the body and signs of it being too low or too high. But let's start with a recap of some of the classic low progesterone symptoms. Signs of low progesterone include low moods, depression, and anxiety after ovulation and in the lead up to your period. During your follicular phase and ovulatory phase, your estrogen levels are giving serotonin a really nice boost. Serotonin is a feel-good neurotransmitter which can make you feel more content and happier. When your estrogen levels begin to decline, your serotonin levels drop too, and your estrogen levels, for those of you who aren't aware, naturally drop after ovulation. But nature is smart, and progesterone should in theory come along and bump up your GABA levels. GABA is another neurotransmitter, and it promotes relaxation and has a calming, soothing effect on the brain. Progesterone boosts GABA activity in the brain by increasing the sensitivity of GABA receptors, which think about those as the lock and GABA is the key, and also promoting the release of GABA. When we're lacking GABA, we can end up feeling anxious, depressed and overwhelmed and tearful. We may also find that we're more irritable and short-tempered too, and I'm sure a lot of you are having light bulb moments when you're thinking about your luteal phase. Number two is sleep disturbances in the second half of your cycle. Just as we discussed, progesterone supports healthy GABA activity and GABA, due to its soothing and calming effects on the brain, plays a really key role in sleep. If our GABA levels are too low, we can actually have trouble getting to sleep and especially staying asleep, which is where GABA really shines as it helps to inhibit neural activity. It's basically shutting the brain down. A really good clue that your progesterone is not quite right is that you're sleeping well or okay in your follicular phase, but then after you've ovulated, you start to struggle with your sleep. Number three is PMS. So things like bloating, sore breasts, mood swings, etc. Now you might be thinking, aren't PMS symptoms like water retention, premenstrual cramping, sore breasts, blah, 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 a sign of estrogen dominance or excess? Well, yes, they are, but here's what happens when your progesterone levels drop too low. By default, you become estrogen dominant. It doesn't have to mean you have an excess of estrogen or a problem metabolizing estrogen, which means clearing estrogen out of your body, to put it in simple terms. Your estrogen levels might be perfectly fine, but the problem could be that your progesterone levels are just too low. We won't dive into the science behind every PMS symptom, but let's look at a classic one to understand the relationship between estrogen and progesterone. Estrogen is a proliferative hormone, meaning it stimulates growth and development. The proliferative effects of estrogen on breast tissue can contribute to breast tenderness. Estrogen stimulates the growth and the proliferation of breast ducts and glands, leading to increased breast volume and sensitivity. 
Additionally, estrogen can cause fluid retention and swelling in the breast tissue, further exacerbating breast tenderness. Progesterone helps to counterbalance the effects of estrogen by promoting fluid secretion in the breasts and reducing the growth-promoting effects of estrogen on breast tissue, amongst other things. When progesterone levels are insufficient, estrogen is essentially allowed to go to town without progesterone reining it in and telling it to calm down, potentially leading to that increased breast tenderness we can experience. Before we move on from this point, it's really important to remember that signs of PMS don't always mean your progesterone is low. PMS, especially breast tenderness, could indicate you're having trouble metabolizing estrogen. So it's important to look at that as well. Number four is fertility struggles, including getting pregnant and recurrent miscarriages. Unfortunately, a number of my clients who come to me after having multiple miscarriages and fertility challenges have low progesterone levels. If a client comes to me with that history, progesterone is one of the first things, if not the first thing that I'm checking. And honestly, I am shocked and appalled that this isn't checked by a doctor sooner. I think it should be default. Progesterone plays many roles in maintaining pregnancy. If an egg is fertilized, progesterone will begin stimulating a steady blood supply to the lining of your uterus to nourish the egg via the formation of new blood vessels, and it will also trigger the release of nutrients from glands hidden in the uterine lining. It will also prevent uterine cramping so that the egg can stay nice and secure, and it plays an absolutely essential role in maintaining the endometrial lining, which is the same as the uterine lining, and the pregnancy throughout. Progesterone is also immune suppressing, and this is so that the immune system doesn't reject a potential implanted egg by seeing it as a foreign invader. So you can see why having low progesterone levels can result in fertility problems. Number five is spotting in your luteal phase. So this is a really big clue, spotting that lasts more than two days before your period. Progesterone plays a key role in looking after your uterine lining. It maintains the lining, and as I've shared already, it helps it to get ready for implantation. When progesterone levels fall just before our period, this event, coupled with an increase in inflammatory chemicals like prostaglandins, which stimulate uterine contractions, triggers the shedding of the uterine lining, resulting in your period. But... If progesterone levels are too low during the luteal phase, your uterine lining will not be properly maintained and you may experience light shedding that manifests as spotting. Okay, so there are other symptoms of low progesterone, but those are some of the most common symptoms. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in, so you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes. So if after listening to this, you suspect your progesterone is struggling, here's how to test. The most basic, easy access progesterone test is a blood test from your doctor 
or a finger prick test that you can order directly online. They are both the same test, but the test by your doctor will require a blood draw, uh, but often ones you can order online just allow you to prick your finger and you can do it at home. If you want to order one directly from a company online, I've linked to two that I use with clients in the show notes. These are not affiliate links. I don't get any commission for recommending them, but I trust their testing and accuracy and they're relatively affordable and you don't need a practitioner to order them. You can just order them yourselves. You can just order them yourself. This blood test can't be performed randomly, so you need to time it properly. Typically, you should get your levels tested between days 19 and 22 of an average 28-day cycle. If you know exactly when you've ovulated, so say you use the fertility awareness method, then get the testing performed five to seven days after ovulation. But if you don't know exactly, just stick to days 19 to 22. If you have an irregular cycle or a long or short cycle, speak to the test provider and they will be able to recommend which day to test. However, you might need a different type of test and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Now, in terms of the test results, a functional medicine optimal range, so remember in functional medicine we look at optimal ranges, so the ranges for the best health outcomes, is between 15 to 22 nanograms per milliliter. If your levels are higher than 7 nanograms per milliliter, but lower than 15, you've definitely ovulated, but you're not making a great amount of progesterone and it would be worth working on boosting your levels. If you haven't ovulated, your progesterone levels are going to be under 1.5 nanograms per milliliter. Remember, progesterone comes from the follicle which the egg erupts from during ovulation. After ovulation has occurred, that follicle turns into a temporary gland which pumps out, uh, pumps out progesterone. If you haven't ovulated, you just can't make sufficient progesterone. Now, here's the kicker. This test isn't always accurate. Progesterone levels fluctuate throughout the day, so a single test is only providing you with a small snapshot of what's happening. However, if your levels are low on your test result and you're experiencing symptoms, you can pretty much safely assume your progesterone needs a helping hand. If you're unsatisfied with the outcome of your test, you can look into saliva testing or Dutch testing. Some saliva tests will allow you to track the entire luteal phase, so you can actually see what your progesterone is doing on a daily basis. Depending on the type of test, for example, is it testing progesterone on one day or several days, saliva testing can be relatively affordable, for example, around £40, but it can be much more than that. Finally, there is Dutch testing, which is really the gold standard of hormone testing in my kind of functional medicine world. Dutch testing uses dried urine samples to to check your progesterone levels, but it also looks for metabolites of hormones, including estrogen. So what it would tell you is how these hormones are being used and removed by your body. Your progesterone to estrogen ratio might be absolutely fine. So you might not have estrogen dominance or low progesterone, but if your body is metabolizing your estrogen poorly, meaning clearing out your estrogen poorly, then you could end up with a heap of estrogen dominance symptoms and problems, which could to a good degree look like low progesterone symptoms. 
Now, when I say metabolize an estrogen and clearing it out, it doesn't mean that you're not clearing the estrogen out. You're not getting rid of it in bowel movements. It's not that you have an excess. It's that when your estrogen is broken down, it can kind of go in different directions. Essentially, it can become bad estrogen metabolites or good estrogen metabolites in the simplest term. And those bad estrogen metabolites lead to things like more estrogen dominant symptoms. It's more potent. Okay. So you're still filtering it out of your body, but this metabolite is going to be doing more kind of damage, so to speak. Now the Dutch complete will allow you to take five urine samples across one day, giving you a much more accurate picture of your hormones. Dutch also offers a cycle mapping version, which allows you to track your hormones every single day of your cycle. So you would again get to see what your progesterone is up to throughout the entire phase, not just one day. Additionally, Dutch tests your DHEA, which is a hormone that essentially, in simple terms, produces progesterone. And when levels are lowered, we can end up with lowered progesterone levels. So this test can give you an extra clue as to what's going on and why your progesterone levels are low. Finally, Dutch testing can also test your stress response slash your HPA access. And by the way, if you're wondering what the hell the HPA access is, I've linked to an episode on that in the show notes for you to listen to. It's super relevant for our community. If you have high or low cortisol levels on your Dutch test, this suggests that you're struggling with the effects of chronic stress, which can dampen your progesterone output and is one of the biggest factors to consider in low progesterone cases. DHEA tends to lower in cases of chronic stress too, which is one of the reasons why progesterone takes a hit. So if you've got cortisol dysfunction on your Dutch test and you've got low DHEA levels, and you've got low progesterone levels, you know you need to work on your stress. Both the saliva test and Dutch test will provide you with a clear breakdown of your results. So you don't need to worry about that. It's going to be broken down for you. Now, just like the blood tests, I have no affiliate links here. So whatever you order is not going to bring me any commission. I've linked to the Dutch website so you can have a little look at all of the um, test that they offer. Sorry guys, I've got a load of sheep walking past the house right now. We're in Albania in the mountains and they're, they're all wearing bells. So if you've seen Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two, and they're shaking that like bell at the dragon, that's what it sounds like right now, but kind of times like, I don't know, 30. So if you can hear that, I'm not watching Harry Potter at the same time as recording this podcast. It is the sheep. Okay, anyway, um, so if you want to order a Dutch test, you do need to work with a practitioner. If you want to order a saliva test, I typically use the lab that I work with, which is a practitioner-only lab. So if I'm ordering a saliva test for a client, I'm going to use that lab that I work with. But I have found some direct-to-consumer websites online, and I've linked to those in the show notes but I haven't personally used them and I haven't used them with clients either. They look fairly decent um, and Regenerous Labs that I've actually put in are really great. So I've, I've linked another one in the show notes, but I would go with Regenerous Labs if you've got the budget, but that one is a bit more expensive. Okay, so 
that's it. You now know the signs of low progesterone and how to test and which tests to use. Everything that you learn on this podcast, like not this episode, but this podcast in general, from blood sugar regulation to gut health to lowering inflammation to stress management will help you to boost your progesterone levels. But I will do a specific progesterone boosting episode soon, uh, probably not in the next couple of weeks because I'm going to be doing a series on hormone testing, but I will get you one in the future. All right. I hope this episode was helpful. I think a lot of you are going to resonate with some of these symptoms and I hope that through testing, you get the answers you need. So if you found this episode helpful and you want to learn more about living well with endo or you'd like some further help, I wanted to remind you of the resources I have available to you and how you can work with me if you'd like to. So I obviously have hundreds of these episodes for you to binge on. And I do have two free columns. So one on endometriosis net and one on endometriosis news. And there are countless articles on there to help you thrive. You can also sign up to my newsletter for tips and updates. I have a digital cookbook and nutrition guide, This Endo Life, It Starts With Breakfast, which you can download for just $9.99. And if you want to go that step further, I have short and budget-friendly masterclasses in nutrition, surgery prep and recovery, and natural pain relief. I also have a DIY course, Live and Thrive with Endo, The Foundations, which you can sign up to at any time at a really affordable price point and you have lifetime access to. So you can go at your own pace and literally look back at it years down the line. This four module course will provide you with the most effective yet easy to digest tools and strategies to reduce your pain, fatigue, endo belly, brain fog and hormonal symptoms and allow you to live your life again. Each lesson includes the core foundational needle movers that I have seen work for my clients time and time and time again. You get all the essential information that you need to be endo without the overwhelm. Finally, you can apply to work with me one-to-one. This is my most advanced and personalized offer, so I only take a handful of clients. To find out the details and the application process, head to my coaching page. The links to all of these resources and ways to work with me are in the show notes. And finally, to help others find this podcast and reach as many people with endo as possible, please leave a review and please share with your friends and family and subscribe. 